Hello, Luciferians. Welcome to the Order of Dark Arts podcast, where we discuss the history and philosophy of walking the Luciferian path to the daily practice of demonic magic. It is I, Dr. Pete, broadcasting from the Order of Dark Arts podcasting headquarters in the sunny city of New Orleans, Louisiana, along with our co-host, she's an author and professor of demonic magic for the Order, as well as the owner of the Seventh Witch House, the amazing Professor Ashley Atori. How are you feeling today, Ashley? Oh, I'm feeling wonderful. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Pete. How are you doing today? I am doing lovely. Thank you for asking. Today is episode one. Congratulations. This is up and running. This is so exciting for all of us, especially for uh, Luciferians everywhere and people that Mm -hmm. practice demonic magic. They're going to have a place to be able to come to learn some tips and technique as we discuss even the philosophy of Luciferianism and working with demons and demonic magic. Let's just jump in here by talking about the order and what it represents. The order is a group of theistic Luciferians that also practice high demonic magic. There's a, there's certainly a physical group, a widespread physical group, Luciferians within the order, but there's also, also have an online presence, and that's primarily seen through Facebook. <clears throat> now, is that that's a worldwide group, correct? Yes. Yeah. So now, is that a uh, is the order a left handed path or a right handed path group? It's it's well, it's the path of demonic magic. So yeah, it would definitely be considered left handed path. So does this path differ from Satanism or other left-handed paths? Absolutely. Yeah, Satanism is, is more so a, a lifestyle rather than, uh, I would say, a religion or belief system. Satanism certainly differs from Luciferianism in that it is more considered a lifestyle rather than a religion or belief system. It's it's if you're a Satanist, you typically don't believe in Lucifer as a an actual being. It's the devil or Satan is is typically considered a symbol of individuality and independence. Uh, whereas in Luciferianism, it's completely different. Uh, Luciferianism is a belief system that absolutely worships and honors a Lucifer and Legion as physical beings, at least in our path under the water. Right. We absolutely believe in them yeah, as physical beings. And the Legion it comprises of uh, the 90 royal demons, correct? There's not just them. There's That's the royal Legion, and then there's intermediaries, and then lowers as well. And we'll you know, talk about that in the future. I believe most people, especially when you see portrayed in media, uh, they're speaking of lowers. We work with the intermediary and royal legion. Can we discuss the principles of Luciferianism? I think that would be great for everybody that's listening right now. Absolutely. So the goal of Luciferianism, the principles are based in enlightenment and truth and freedom of will. We certainly promote the pursuit of wealth, living in prosperity. Uh, we we accept the carnal nature of man. We don't shy away from the idea that people have desires, wants, and we don't shun those. Uh, Luciferians typically will try to emulate Lucifer and strive to live the way he does. We experience Lucifer and Legion quite differently than you would see in media or the way that Christians would portray them. Over time, we see them as our counselors and our teachers and something to behold and respect, revere when necessary. It is a very positive experience. It's not what you would typically think if you were on the outside looking in. 
Yeah. And I, I find that too, like the demons that, um, that we work with, they're like guides for us and they're Absolutely. able to help us with our, with our lives. Yeah. And, you know, more than anything, we believe in minding our moral compass and, and that's how we emulate Lucifer. We mind our moral compass and we do good for the sake of doing good rather than doing good out of fear of eternal damnation. Right. Uh, we It's definitely a different experience, different way to live, to have a lot of personal responsibility and a lot, a lot of truth uh, around who you are and what you are, because you no longer have anyone to blame for the actions that you take part in. So to be a Luciferian, you have to definitely, at least on this path in the order, you have to certainly live a life that is fruitful and prosperous and good and that wants enlightenment and knowledge and truth for yourself and for the people around you. I find that um, Luciferians typically have high moral character and they're always um, learning. Their, their self-development is a very, very big aspect of their life. Yeah, you know, most the, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that there's just a lot of different types of Luciferians in all walks of life. People sometimes have a, a notion of they think they know what a Luciferian would look like. They from all walks of life. Um, there's your professionals, there's famous people, celebrities to, you know, people that are have a family and, and just uh, live in a, you know, a life that they're happy with. And I find that when they're working with father and the demons, there's a lot of prosperity that's wrapped around them and, and follows them through their life. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think what people expect when they hear devil worshiper, which is basically, we don't call them the devil, we call them Lucifer, but I think what people expect when they hear that, like devil worshiper, demon worshiper, is something malevolent or scary looking yeah. or, you know, intimidating, somebody that wants to hurt others. And it couldn't, perhaps maybe with, with like, outlying lower type groups, but the order is, has a high expectations of the individual and you are expected to, to constantly be searching for better, doing better and enriching the lives of the people around you. So you're, you're held completely responsible for your lifestyle, your choices and being, you know, being even in the online group as well. It, it helps you have accountability uh, for your life. And that's always important to look at yourself objectively rather than just doing actions. Right. Based on what somebody teaches you, tells you once a week. Yeah, I've found that like this path as a Luciferian is about self-discovery. You know, as I move forward, you know, I learn more and more about myself. Oh, yeah, it it it, it gives you hope, too. It It's 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 wonderful because you, know, you wake up every day knowing that the goal is to be better and, and the, the goal is to to grow constantly. Constantly. And, and so you have a purpose of growth and enlightenment. And, and that's exciting. It's, it's wonderful because as a Luciferian, when you look at yourself back a month ago, hey, you right. usually made leaps and bounds, positive strides in your life. And it's it's amazing watching the journey of people who come into the group and where they end up a year from the time of joining. And it gives people so much hope and so much meaning and so much purpose in life. It's it's a quite a beautiful experience. It is. I, I come across a lot of people and I'm, I'm talking to them about different spiritual paths. They ask me just in natural conversation. So it's your spiritual path. And I tell them I'm a Luciferian kind of takes them back a moment because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not dressed a certain way that they would <laughs> expect to see a Luciferian, you know, helping out and I'm volunteering, I'm doing this and doing that. And they're like, wow. And then they start asking questions about, so what's, what's it like to be a Luciferian or how does that work out for you? And talk to him about the demons. It, it does open up a lot of doors for me to at least share the word of uh, father and be able to share the demons with others. You know, there's this, um, or there's this like belief that 
when you make a lot of, of money that it changes you. It's not the money that changes you. You know, like money will reveal who you are. And much in the same way, Luciferianism, it, it does the same thing. You're so you can't yeah, you you no longer have to fear eternal damnation or or what have you. Uh, so so therefore, it reveals who you are. What will you do when no one is looking? What will you do when you don't have to? When you're not fearing a hellfire and brimstone and it reveals who you are at your core and i believe that you don't know who you are until you have free will until you are acting without fear because that's that's really when the soul is exposed and that's when you are your most authentic self is when you do when your actions are are done without force or fear you get to see who someone really is at their core and if you can wake up as a luciferian and and be proud of yourself and who you are, then you've really become enlightened. Yeah, that's such an incredible point. It reveals who you are. Reminds me of going back to that inner light or that inner fire that we have inside of us because of Lucifer and that light is shining. You know, we're looking inward, shining and shining on us on the inside and and it's revealing who we are, I think is one of the big main principles of Luciferianism. Um, Let's jump into, I wanna ask you about being a professor. Now, um, can you tell me a little bit more about what you teach and maybe our listeners so they have an idea? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I love my classes. I, I teach demonic magic. And so I teach at each class based on on a certain subject. We'll stick to a certain subject. So they'll be divided up by wealth or you know, hexes or love. And, and those classes are operated online and, and you can take them and it's high you know ritualistic magic and so you would be following along and you'd be getting good exposure to and experience with sigils and you know have a chance to work one-on-one with several different demons in the legion if you're interested definitely definitely look into it and you'd probably need to follow the sandwich house page or at least the order page uh or join the order group to find out more about those classes and when the signups are but right. the next one that will be taught will be an introduction, introductionary course. So right now, Diabolico is going on and uh, the Oracle uh, course is going on. And uh, the next one will be an introduction course for newcomers. Yeah. And when when you launch that, we'll definitely be um, having an episode about that for everybody to to learn more about that and also to f- know where to find uh, find it. Um, yeah, so they could sign up it. because those are those are fantastic courses. I've taken uh, all your courses so far. I've learned loved them all and learned so much. Mm-hmm. Now you're yeah, also yeah, an yeah. author. <laughs> you're also a lovely author and have multiple books. Uh, thank you. You can find all those on the Order of Dark Arts website. All those books mm-hmm. and there's also eBooks available, which I think is so cool because uh, you know so many people are on their laptops or on their phones. <laughs> One other thing that's about to come out is audiobooks. So we we've been in the process of recording the books as well. That'll be wonderful for people who appreciate audiobooks. <clears throat> oh, that'll be great! Now you are the owner and creative genius of the very successful oh, Seventh Witch House. Yes, I am. Yes. Now, what do you what do you contribute the uh, success to? Um, the seventh witch house. So many people, you know, in the war, in the order have witnessed in an unbelievable ra- rise in fame and success when they're using the products of the seventh witch house. I mean, why, why are you so successful compared to maybe other places that you could get products? I would certainly say that apart from 
through the obvious that it's it's the ritual setup and it's the uh, more behind the scenes stuff that <laughs> makes it work. You know, as far as uh, honoring the demons correctly, doing the rituals correctly. You know, each bottle, uh, each bottle that goes out of potions is basically an evocation that I'm doing that you would activate with fire that you would do with the candle. And luckily I've had a lot of experience in demonic magic. I've been doing this a long time. So uh, each, each bottle has a ritual and it honors the demon correctly. When you do things in a correct manner, you tend to get very consistent positive results. And that's why we have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of positive reviews. But aside from that, I would say the reason for the success would be attributed to much more. Um, the Seventh Witch House is my pact. And we'll talk more about pacts. The Seventh Witch House was done um, because of a pact that I made. And so I'll, I'll no matter what I do professionally, I'll always have a Seventh Witch House. That is to honor Lucifer and that's uh, to keep my part of a pact. And it's very important to me. Uh, Seventh Witch House is beautiful. It, it's so much more than just some business. We do hundreds of thousands in charity and we do unbelievable good in the name of Lucifer through Seventh Witch House. When so when somebody buys a product, it's not just buying a product to make somebody, you know, wealthy. It's to do unbelievable amounts of good in the world through their purchase. And not only that, but everyone who works at Seventh Witch House, the team, they're so incredibly solid and it's such a positive, cohesive environment. Everyone has strong belief and the stuff they've seen and experienced, it, it makes them incredibly close. And we really love we we love our customers. We love we love the order. We love the group members. The entire environment is nothing but positive and growth, enlightenment, experimentation. <laughs> uh, it, it it's wonderful when the company that you work for does so much good in the world. That's why more than anything, it, it's successful. Is because of what it stands for, not just because oh I do things right versus someone else. Of course, there's that yes, but I truly believe that. Seventh Witch House has become a vehicle of honor and respect for the entire Legion and Lucifer. Yeah, you've got quite a bit of um, products on the mm-hmm. Seventh Witch House. Yeah, there's um, everything from potions to potion bars, potion bombs, that kind of stuff. Like I said, those are basically different forms of me doing the evocation for you. And you don't have to use potions to get a result. You can do the whole re- evocation ritual you know, get the same thing. But to save time, people like to do potions. And then there's also the pendants. There's the invocation pieces, the, the jewelry. Some people would be like, well, why do that? Well, you know, jewelry, invocation pieces have been used for thousands of years. And amulets have been used for thousands of years. In the times of antiquity, your town witch or priestess was the doctor. Wait, mm, this was right. what was used before very modern medicine. Yep. And so it's this isn't hocus pocus. Or, you know, this, <laughs> this is based in true authentic history, magical history. You know, Egyptians did this, Babylonians did this, uh, Norse people did this. Uh, the magic is has been worldwide the medicine of humankind much longer than any kind of modern medicine. So, you know, that is what we do. We practice healing the ways it would have been done in antiquity. The healing you're speaking of is uh, healing basically the different aspects of your life with health, yeah. wealth, love, even your own spirituality. And all your products are uh, demonically based. Yes. You're only working with demonic magic and you're not mixing in with other magics yeah. or other forms or other paths. Yeah, and, incredibly um, pure, incredibly authentic. 
it's an incredible company. I love, I use the products myself. Some of my favorites, of course, are besides the potions. I'm telling you what, those potions are just easy, super easy to work with. And then I can, you know, I can get my ritual on with those potions. Um, but also I love the pendants and the invocation piece of jewelry as well. But those are some of my favorites. Um, and I, I've gotten great results. And if you read the reviews on your website, there's some incredible five-star reviews all over the place of other people finding success by using your products. Not only been great in number, just in the magnitude. Uh, we had we had in the group the other day, somebody who had used uh, Elite had sold their company that they had for a year, maybe a little less, and sold it for 1.4 million. And before before doing a lead, they didn't have have that at all. So that's just one of them. I mean, we have mm-hmm. what is it, Peter? We have probably over a hundred reviews a day in that group. It's yep. oh, it's wild the definitely the amount of reviews. And so you know, in Luciferianism and in magic in general, uh, if a skeptic was hearing this, you you can argue theory all day, but. Um, all kinds of things in relation to religion, but you can't argue math. You can't argue right. numbers and results. results. Yeah, that's something that has been unanimous with our path as well as with Seventh Witch House. Yeah, I've seen it in my life over the years, um, just from using the products and working with the demons. Big results and things that I just couldn't figure out how did this actually happen? And it just, it <laughs> happened for him. And, and I'm not talking about, oh, you know, I just won a million dollars. I'm talking about things that have affected my life so I can just keep it moving forward. It's it's incredible. So um, yeah, if people uh, want to tap into some demonic magic, uh, they should check out the Seventh Witch House. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the, the, the physical uh, group of the order, but also the Facebook group. You mentioned that. Um, that's mm-hmm. the Order of Dark Arts Facebook group. We have a lot of members in there, and I know they're listening to this podcast as well. I love going in every morning. I check in. I just read constant reviews and constant like public proclamations to demons that they're working with. It's so refreshing to be around such an exciting group of people. And I love that because they're out there doing good work. They're having fun, and they're, and they're working the best they can with Father and with their, their magic that they're working with. Group is amazing. Let's take a moment here um, to break for a quick commercial to hear about our sponsor, the Order of Dark Arts. And when we return, um, we're going to discuss more about rituals and how you can find success with demonic rituals and also things you probably should not do with demonic rituals. We'll be back in a moment. Dr. Pete here. Do you find yourself searching for useful information on demonic magic only to be let down as you walk from community bookstore to your local witch's shop to find yourself in a Wiccan meetup group in some cafe? Well, find yourself a comfy leather chair and order yourself a cold brew coffee because your search is over. The introduction to demonic magic book is available now and can be found at the Order of Dark Arts website. The introduction to demonic magic is a landscape of history and discussion, ready-to-go rituals, to the sigils and descriptions for the 90 demons of Lucifer's Royal Legion. This 310-page book is more of a working field guide and perfect for the beginner to the seasoned witch, occultist, or the everyday demonic practitioner. Some of my favorite parts are the demonic family tree, the chapter on why demons want to work with us, and of course, how to find your patron demon. 
You can find and order the Introduction to Demonic Magic book at the Order of Dark Arts website. There's even an ebook available. So now get out of that leather chair and take charge of your life and order the Introduction to Demonic Magic today. We're back to our Order of Dark Arts podcast. This podcast, we are discussing Lucifer and demonic magic from the past to present day. This is where you're going to learn how to live a Luciferian lifestyle, embracing your free will and develop relationships with demons and practice demonic magic. We'll be encouraging to walk a Luciferian spiritual path as it's so special because it encourages you to live with a high moral compass and also to fan that inner fire. So I'm happy to be returning with the Professor Ashley Atori, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to have a successful ritual, demonic magic ritual, as well as some of the things you probably shouldn't do. So Ashley, let's just jump in. What makes for a successful demonic ritual? Certainly, you know, practical advice that we give, like making sure that you're focused, making sure that you are in the right emotional state, uh, making sure that your space is clean, because when you're doing a when you're doing a demonic ritual through the order, your sigil is a portal and they of course are going to have presence in some form during your ritual. You want to make sure that your place honors them, that it's, that it's a clean space, that it's, that you've taken the time to honor them in that way. You don't want to bring them to a dump, you know? (laughs) Can Uh, I jump in as well and say, you know, clean your body is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And and like I said, this goes back, uh, our practices go back into antiquity. And so, you know, and thousands of years ago, when you were going to do a demonic ritual, and like I said, they truly believed in these deities as physical gods. They would make sure that they they were going to be in their presence, that they were going to be clean, had to toe in their space clean. If you were having priests go and do and, and do rituals, that certainly temple would not be dirty. So right. yeah, you need to make sure that, that your space is clean. You give them that respect. People might be like, oh, that's not convenient. Well, uh, this isn't about convenience. This is about doing things proper. Right. So yeah, if you want big big results, you have to do different things. <laughs> so you have to do big things, big important things. I would say yes, uh being like I said, having a present, clear mind, uh being in the right emotional state, having a clean space, and then having a clear understanding of how how things work, which is what you would obtain by joining the group, by having respect and honor uh, to to the demons, of the demons. And also, I would say having your offering uh, present first, if you're going to give an offering, by not mixing magic, by not uh, assuming that an angel should be called in or somehow should restrain them, by by being authentic, yeah, and 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 respectful and humble and leaving your ego at the door. That That's how you'll, that's the basics, at least the intro into how you'll get a good demonic result. You bring up some great points. Um, I always like to tell people practice, practice a little bit before you do your uh, ritual, you know, go over the, go over the words and know where your matches are and get your candle out and all this, because you want to be focused, like you were saying, and practice, 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 um, do the work, you know, it's, it's, 
I think it's important that people do rituals and magic um, on a consistent basis. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of, oh, I did some magic three months ago and I think I might do something. It's like, what? You know, come on, get off the couch and let's get after it. You know, do you want to change your life or not? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think people will try a lot of the ways people come in is is they'll stumble upon some of the witch house and pal and they'll usually it, usually potion will be their gateway and they'll be like, what? And after they try it, they'll be like, what in the world is this? <laughs> and yeah. this, this is on a different <laughs> level. And so, you know, they'll investigate looking further and then they'll waltz into the, you know, to the Facebook group. But, um, and, and that's fine. That's fine. That's, you know, coming to a demon, whether it's through a potion or not. Uh, and and coming to them for a need in the beginning, that's fine. But as you get deeper and as your requests get larger and uh, as time goes on, it is very much expected that you would be fostering relationships with the demons mm-hmm. and not just contacting them when you want a favor. Yes. And not just contacting them, yeah, like once a year and just say, oh, hey, I'm, you know, I, I made really bad life decisions, but hey, can you get me a thousand dollars by next week? What I is pay that? My bills. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, right? Can it still happen? Yes, but um, are they going to be as inclined to help you out the next time? No, right. and it's you not might respectful. notice lower results or stagnation versus if if you had altars and were you know respecting them and and honoring them frequently, they would have your back likely before you even asked. So. Yeah, definitely. That's a, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a couple different things you can do with demons when you're in ritual. One is just honoring them. Um, you, you, every time you do a ritual doesn't mean you have to ask for something. And a lot of my work I do is just sit there and um, I'm either meditating with them or I'm just offering uh, my energy and thanking them, you know, maybe like six minutes in the morning to start my day. Or there, the, there's a situation that I need help with, then I can't ask, but I have that relationship um, with them. There's that. And then also uh, finding your patron is is probably one of the most important parts of your demonic magic journey. Can you touch You're on that? Be, can you oh, touch on that a little bit um, about patron demons? Cause I know we're going to have an episode on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So everyone has a patron demon and this is something that is assigned at birth. This is, this is what happens at birth. Just like, you know, everyone has a soulmate. Now, your patron demon is there's different boundaries and they cannot uh, come up to you and say, I'm your patron. Uh, you have, they can leave hints. They can set the stage, but they won't force the hand. Uh, they, in order to develop your relationship with your patron or to find your patron, you're going to have to find them. And there's in the introduction to my magic, there's two different ways to find your patron demon. Your patron demon is going to be your guide and your best friend. It's going to be one of the most valuable parts of your demonic journey. They will they will be the ones to, like I said, have your back before you even ask. They'll mm-hmm. you'll notice a lot of problems fixing themselves even before you go into ritual. The closer you are to your patron, the you notice the faster your results are. You notice the faster your problems get solved. And life certainly isn't so scary to navigate because you know that they are going to be by your side. Your patron's going to answer faster than the other demons for sure. And you don't want to be without your patron. That's it. Your patron is the final piece of the Rubik's Cube, typically. And, and once you find that, everything becomes a lot more clear within your path of demonic magic. I find that my patron is like my best friend. That's how I view it. You know, I work with her daily. So I, I love, you know, honoring mine is uh, the beautiful Grimori. So I love working mm-hmm. with Grimori. Um, and I have her altar up. 
you know, I think one of the points about having a successful ritual is not doing your own thing. You know, oh, yeah, I believe yeah. that it's important to, to perform the ritual the way it's written. Mm-hmm. Seems like people get in their own way and they want to throw in a little extra here. or You know, hey, you know, let's put in a bay leaf over here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it just no, this is old magic and do it the way it's written. Yeah, one of the one of the reasons that this works so well is because we we stick to a very specific formula and very specific incantations and and all that side experimentation, adding things to rituals, it, it's all from ego. And that's one of the worst things that you can come into the group with is a bunch of ego and and trying to add on and do your own thing. Doing that uh, is basically presuming that you know more than people have been doing this. Uh, for thousands of years, <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> it's, it's it's generally not advised. I mean, you you can, but it's going to get slower results. And it's it's not going to work out as well. But yeah, dropping the ego, just doing the rituals as they're written, uh, as they're suggested, that would be that's going to get you the fastest results possible. But yeah, doing your own thing, mixing magic, being impatient and jumping ship and saying, oh, I'll try this over in this in this path of magic. It's a slap in the face to demons. So you have to be constantly aware that whether you believe it or not, demons are real. And they are real physical beings. And, and we'll talk in the future about it, but uh, demons are the old gods that would have been worshipped as gods thousands of years ago. That is who our legion is comprised of. Yeah, make sure that you leave your ego at the door when you're doing rituals. Give them the proper respect. Give the ritual the proper respect, and you'll be all right. I agree 100% with that, especially mixing magic. That's a, a common issue that some people have, and they don't maybe even realize they're doing it. And I'm not talking about going to um, an event. You know, maybe somebody has uh, here in, you know, like in New Orleans, we have a lot of voodoo events that people put on and sometimes i'll go just to watch it to see just to see what they're very beautiful and it, they're incredible i'm not participating in there so i'm just watching as an outsider and to be respectful i would just want to sit there and see what they're up to but say for example to mix magic say i'm working with um, a wealth demon on some a promotion and then the next day i go and do some sort of um, hoodoo spell work on for the same issue that's mixing magic and people they need to be careful with that because i think it boils down to faith doesn't it no absolutely yeah and it's never the thing of uh oh we believe one thing works and one thing doesn't it's not that it's that we're when you're doing demonic magic uh and working with royal or intimary legion they they don't go for that they're they're not going to be all right with you coming to them and taking their time then disrespecting them by potentially going to a lower entity and asking for their help. That's assuming that it's giving the message the original demon you went to was incompetent. And that's like, yeah, it's basically a slap in the face. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, like Buddha hoodoo, anything else, it's not that we're saying, oh, these paths don't work. It's it's that uh, mixing magic is bad because you're going to offend a royal demon. And that's the last thing you want is a royal demon mad and offended at, you know, at you. So you have to be careful. You have to be respectful. 
And not only just for better manifestations, but to prevent a demon being angry. So, you know, just just be smart about your practices. Yeah, when I speak with uh, people that are not Luciferians or work with demonic magic, uh, and I explain to them that I work demonic magic, there's that uh, mindset of like, okay, so what angel do you call to you know hold <laughs> your demon? I'm like, wait, okay, that's wrong. <laughs> Never. Yeah, that's Never. Hollywood stuff. And I and I know there's probably some practices out there that do that. I've read some of those um, rituals, and that is. Is not that's you want to make a demon mad yeah go ahead and try that like i said before what it all comes down to is results so you could you could argue theory with somebody all day and whatnot but it's the results and, and it's and how are the people who are practicing living how are the teachers living how are the you know the, all, all the all the members living it what are their daily experiences like and if it's if it can beat ours then then you know maybe <laughs> look at twice, but no <laughs> I, there's nothing that i, I have ever seen ever that has come close to the results, the success that our members have had. So, I mean, the proof is beyond theory. The proof is in numbers. Yeah, I agree. You can't argue math. Right. And it comes from health, wealth, love, and their own spirituality. In so many levels, people feel more confident in themselves, even their self-care and Mm self-help attitudes. Um, I think it's fantastic. And I'm I'm with you 100% on that. Our mission is is basically to heal the broken. There's so many people that have been just broken over time, whether it's through their own religion, whether it's through abuse, several being held down from opportunity and right. and mm-hmm. being made to believe that they didn't deserve it. Uh, Luciferianism gives freedom and truth and enlightenment, the chance of prosperity, the chance of love, the chance of beauty, and really restores you from the inside out, gives you a chance to have hope. You you often talk about taking your power back. I just oh, yeah. when I heard that the first time a while back, I was like, man, that's amazing. That's exactly what I want to do with my life, but also I want to do help others do that. You know, one of the main purposes of this podcast is to help people understand working with demons and demonic magic. You're able to do that. I think what you're talking about a lot of this is caring, just oh, yeah. caring for yourself and caring for others. That's what I love about our group. More than anything, you know, it's not um a debate theory with anyone else all day, but um what it comes down to is this our group is about, like I said, healing the broken, restoring people, getting them to a place where they can be proud of themselves and proud of their life, take back what was broken, take back what was stolen. I'm incredibly proud of what we do. I am down to the core. Every day, I am so proud of our group and what we do and what it represents. It is so authentic. It is so loving. It is so pure. Intention. Mm. Intention wise, it is so just healing and restoring. There's nothing like it out there. You're right. There isn't anything out there. And also it's so refreshing to go in every day, you know, to, to read everybody's success. Somebody will, you know, put in a success story and then there's like 50 comments below everybody congratulating them saying, right on. That was awesome. It's not a competition, you know, and it never is. And I think working with father Lucifer and with demons is about having an open heart. So when you're to have a successful ritual, you have to have a open heart to walk in there, but to also have a successful lifestyle or a life, you need to walk through that with an open heart and care. Uh, that's one of the, that is one of the beautiful things. Yeah, you give people who will finally be uh, feel like they can they can brag or be excited about things. And and when they do, like you said, other people cheer them on and they and they're like, oh right, that's amazing. And they and you feel like you can actually enjoy life, proud of it and talk about it. Whereas you see a lot of times when people are successful and, and they post about it on Facebook, like their best friends and family won't even <laughs> won't even right. talk or put <laughs> like on it or, or say anything. But yet in the group and the order, 
every that's the goal is to prosper. The right. goal is to is to have a life that you're proud of. And so everybody's cheering you on and, and you have you'll meet people in there that you become closer to in family and that are more supportive than people you grew up with. So like I said, that environment down to my core, I am absolutely proud of not not only some of the Witch House, but the order and our Facebook group. I'm completely proud and honored by it every day. Yeah, I think, and and we all help each other shine when yeah. people are doing well in their lives and they're very happy. They have a certain glow about them, and they're shining, and they're ready to help others. Oh yeah, I, I truly believe that our group is is blessed beyond belief by Lucifer. You could see it. You could see it in the members. You could see it in our lifestyles. It absolutely authentically represents Lucifer and Legion, and I'm very proud of that. I think the the demons love it too, and I think they like to give a little extra boost to everybody because they're yeah. you know they're they're happy to be you know have people working with them and and happy about um the success that we um have from demonic magic and they want to sh- have us have more so we can shine and maybe other people can start working with them it's just like a relationship you know if you're with somebody that appreciates you and and honors you and respects you then then you're going to want to do so much to make them happy you're going to want to do 10 times more if there's if they're loving on you and and treating you kindly and saying wonderful things and not trying to control you 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 will do so much more for somebody in a relationship it's same way with demons you treat them right and you treat them with respect and love and care and they will just show up in your life and show out to a degree that you never expected would happen. It is the most magical, incredible, phenomenal experience you will ever have. I hope anyone listening, I hope everyone listening, at least here's our podcast, here's this episode, at the very least, and decides to dive into Spiritism, or at least thinks about it a little bit differently. Yeah, definitely. I think it's refreshing and empowering for anyone who's listening that hasn't doesn't have a, a demonic practice or is considering being a Luciferian mm. because it gives them an opportunity to to say, hey, it's okay. In fact, there's a lot of people that are that practice demonic magic and are Luciferians mm. and are very successful in life. And then we're talking about there's politicians down to celebrities to everybody. We discussed it earlier in this podcast. Mm. I encourage everybody that has a question about or wants to learn more about it is to go to the website or check out the Facebook group, because if this sounds like this is something you want to be a part of, there's a bunch of people out there in the world that are doing this, ready to embrace you and say, yeah, let's do it together. Let's shine. Much larger community of Luciferians than people realize. For a long time, that community had to be silent because of social stigmas. But I I, I think the time is now to, to be more public about Luciferianism. And I'm excited that our podcast can be the vehicle for that. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm super excited about it because this that's exactly what this podcast is designed for is to shine the light on um, Luciferianism, the lifestyle of being a Luciferian and working with um, demons and demonic magic. Um, we're going to be doing lots of episodes with lots of different topics, you know, everything from evocations to invocations, packs, petitions, you know, how to work with a demon to everything from al- altars and offerings. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a great opportunity for people to learn some some techniques and some tips and also be encouraging for them to get get into their practice. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, about time. We're going to have to wrap it up. Unfortunately, we got our first episode recorded. I think it's awesome. So congratulations, Ashley. Congratulations, Pete. It's been absolutely my honor. Thank you so much. And I want to encourage everyone at this time to take a moment 
go if you haven't checked out the order of dark arts um, website please do and uh, also hit the subscribe button so that you'll um, be notified when we have our next episode ready to to be launched for everyone to listen to do you have any last thoughts professor just that just that i'm so excited <laughs> I'm, I'm so i'm so excited about i got carried away and talking about how proud I was of the group, but I really am. I, I'm, I'm very excited about this podcast and about what it will mean to Luciferianism as a whole. I'm very excited about how it will represent Father and how it will represent Legion in a positive and accurate light, finally. I can't, I couldn't be more thrilled about what this will mean for the future of our group and said the future of Luciferianism as a whole. Yeah, this is going to definitely, we're going to be able to bust through some uh, misconceptions, misrepresentations, like to give out the right and accurate information. I think this podcast is going to be encouraging for people who do practice uh, demonic magic and work with demons and are Luciferians to know that there's a podcast out there for them to help them and to, to kind of like rally around them and say, yes, keep doing it. You know, we're there with you. We're doing it too. So let's do it together. I want to close out by just encouraging everybody to stay tapped in, tuned in, and turned on by your Luciferian practice. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and you'll be notified when our next episode drops. Until then, everyone, shine on.